Welcome to Sub, the Scope Unmuzzled podcast, episode 16. And this time around, special for Pride Month, not not really, but we have someone with a bunch of colors in his avatar, uh, which is our new guest, Nama. Uh, He's actually from Italy, he lives in the UK. And we have a recurring guest, which is Tortina, now in video form, in desktop, sadly. Um, But she will also be joining the podcast, as always. We are going to have a little introduction of our new guest. And then afterwards, we are going to discuss some of the interesting topics that we've come up with throughout the week, months, whatever, that we are recording this uh, podcast. So with that, I would like to start. And we're going to get to this train wreck of a podcast on the road or the rails. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, as always, we have... Uh, some guests on our bench and this time oh our bench we have we are in a train this is a, a moving train so you might see some scenery moving in the background hopefully the bitrate is not too bad um but you have one new guest and one recurring guest so the new guest is um uh, nama which you can see here on the left and then we have uh, tortina who is the person on the right and for the people who are wondering who is this person that's sitting right there, um, that's that's a mute. That's what we call in VR a mute. That's just uh, someone that doesn't talk. So we're not going to ask any questions to that. So let's start by introducing our guests, starting with Tortina. So Tortina, people could already uh, known a bit about you in episode, I think it's like seven. Yeah, I think seven. Yeah, seven. Yeah. It's been seven so, episodes. Yeah, so in episode seven, you can get to know a bit more about Tortina. So I'm not asking for a full introduction. I'm just asking for like a basic introduction for the new people that are listening for the first time or watching. So for those people, could you give them a short introduction of yourself? Oh, I am Tortina. I am Brazilian. Thanks, Cope, for inviting me again. As you requested. Uh, I am 27. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, true. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, I am known as... uh, What was it again? The cat woman? But you you can also tell, like... Yeah, you can also say that I am trying, like... I am also known as... Someone who's trying to flee the country. Yes, the, the person trying to flee Brazil because it's uh, it's not a nice country. So she's trying to yeah, exactly. marry someone here to I get a visa. Is, is, is that it? Is that the reason? Yeah, that's also true. But uh, I can also say that's a new like kind of thing that's defined myself other than also a cat lady. All right. Well, you want to do a little... Quick, like the the hobbies you have, the job you have, like very quickly for the people that don't know. Mm, yeah, sure, sure. Uh, I have four dogs and one cat now. Also, yeah, I acquired the cat after the video of the cat lady, not because of uh, of that podcast, but uh, I don't know. Oh, I got, got some really into cats. <laughs> yeah, I got really into cats after that. I don't know, they sounded really cute, so I decided to get a cat myself. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
So I got into character. Uh, my hobbies are really play some games online. I play a lot of VR. Not <laughs> actually, I am on desktop right now. Yeah, I was about <laughs> to say you don't. You say you play a lot of VR, but here you are on desktop. <laughs> Again, like like my last episode with Akira. Why are you in desktop and not in VR? Because you do have a VR headset. I do have it, but. Uh, my battery is really bad, so like I use it like for one hour, and it's dead. Mm. So that's the lifetime of my VR at the moment. So Which I have I have nothing. time to chat. Yeah, I have time to chat with some people, and that's it. Well, but I play other games. You you literally only had time to like set up your microphone. And like get things to work out, and it's like cool, everything is working, and then your headset died. <laughs> that that's the time you got for, exactly. within an hour. To, yeah, today was, was about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but for our days, I don't have to set up anything. I just get online, like talk to some people, and that's it. Well, you were actually not the only one today with technical issues because Nama, you also had technical issues. But before we talk about that. Um, could you first do a short introduction uh, on yourself? So, so where you're from, uh, where you live, your age, your work, your occupation, hobbies, all these kind of things. Uh, yeah, I'm Nama. Uh, full name, Namakeingo. I'll kind of explain later. It's this weird name. But, uh, I'm from Italy, as you could probably tell from my weird accent. Uh, I'm definitely not from... Uh, I'm definitely not British. Uh, I'm from Milano, uh, and uh, I live instead in uh, in the UK. Uh, moved here when I was studying, and now I'm studying working in the UK. Uh, I'm a software developer. I'm representing LGBTQ today, so as you can see, I'm uh, really rainbowy because. Uh, I do identify as pansexual, and um, mm-hmm. yeah, I was about to ask, like, which letter of the alphabet do you represent? But I guess in this case, it's the the P, right? I mean, it's that you know a letter, but yes, it's in the plus. It's in yeah, it's in the plus. Well, do you know all the genders in the LGBTQIA plus alphabet and what they mean? I mean, I know the first one. <laughs> I don't remember all of them. You have mm. to excuse me for that. But it's a oh, lesbian. Get cancelled, man. <laughs> Gee, Bro, you're, you're, you're representing the LGBTQ community, but you don't know all the... Uh, okay. Okay. Continue. I mean, I, mean, I said L, lesbian, B, bisexual, uh, G, A, T, transsexual, Q is queer, and then the plus, everything else. I don't know, like, all of them, uh, if you, like, want to, to use the standard one, but still the Q, I know. Well, I, think it's, it. I think it's, like, you, Q is square, and you have I, which I think is, like, intersexual or intersex, maybe? Yeah, intersexual. <clears throat> mm-hmm. um, and then you have the A, which is asexual, which is also kind of weird yes. to have a sexuality kind of 
community and then there's someone that's asexual which kind of goes against the, the the thing but uh and then yeah you have to plus i mean it's broad you know like it's uh even queer is uh it's not just about like natural sexuality sexual uh, queer is is more of like uh, a broader term i identify also as queer uh because again queer is more of, a, of an umbrella it's not Wait, so uh, you can use multiple letters while being part of the community so you can represent multiple yes okay amazing yes yes you can because like uh, like pansexual is my sexuality and that's fine like queer is more generic it's uh you can use it as uh as a broader term for the entire community or you can use it as uh, a natural sexuality there are queer sexual, uh, but it's also like queer, meaning like uh, the original uh, term that was like uh, used uh, to offend people, and now it's uh, being repossessed uh, to just say like people that uh, uh, do not uh, conform to the norm. Um, that's also who I am. All right. Well, actually, I would like to know your answer. I have one prepared already. Um, maybe you can also chime in, Tortina. What is the newest addition that you've heard of recently for like the LGBTQI plus community? Like, what's the what's the weirdest addition, or like what's like the latest addition that you've heard of that's not already you know the the, the part of the plus basically? Um, if you have any, honestly, I don't know. I uh, I don't follow the community that much, you know, like everything. Uh, I don't declare myself as an expert. Wait, there are people that are experts? The, the ease? I mean, yes. To be part of the plus. Uh, no, so the one that I heard is uh, trisexual. So you have like uh, male, female, and then non-binary. And trisexual means that you are all three at the same time that that's that's a new one i don't know how to explain it maybe you know now what that means because because i don't know no no that's uh that is a new term to me however it sounds pretty similar to uh, um by definition would be one that can shift uh, between genders uh, based uh, on how they feel on that day i don't remember like Schrodinger's or quantum sexuality. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's not quantum. It's not a quantum state. No. <laughs> well, it depends. I mean, on, you know, if it's, ob- fucking good name, if it's observed, you know, you could be observed something different than it actually is. You know, before you observe it, I don't know. It, to, it could be. to be fair, to be fair, yeah, that would be a fucking good name. <laughs> Quantum I would sexual. like to be identified as, uh, as quantum sexual, yeah. <laughs> oh, my fucking God, there we go. Yeah, this is how they come up with all the new names, man. It's like, you just, just throw shit at the wall. I was like, oh, this sounds pretty cool. Yeah, I like that. That's my name now. <laughs> I could take this letter. It's only, it's another Q, though, like queer, I guess. So, you know, we're going to have to fit multiple of the same letters. We, we have to fight it out. I don't know. Yeah, sure. That's going to be difficult. Um, okay, well, no, but do, you didn't mention like any of your, uh, like hobbies or interests that you have 
So could you talk a bit more about that? I mean, sure. I play other games, um, mainly the uh, the uh, story type, uh, avid assassin, assassin creed player. Uh, I've been replaying recently everything, uh, starting from the first, uh, going through Brotherhood, uh, now replaying uh, replay Black Flag recently, uh, Nazis Rogue. Uh, I don't know. I play that usually with my girlfriend as well. Uh, she's also uh, into the series. Um, I don't know. Higher than is, that. Is uh, it because, uh, well, especially Assassin's Creed 2, I think, and also Brotherhood, because they take place in <coughs> Italy? Or like the main characters are Italian? Is, is that why? No, I wouldn't say that. No. <laughs> I don't think that's the reason, because I can, you know, yeah. And there's Ezio, Ezio di Toide is Italian, but that's not the reason why I'm, I'm into the series. It's just that uh, I like story games. Um, I think uh, Assassin's Creed does, uh, does a good job of like, telling a story uh, that uh, also that meets of, like, uh, story in, uh, in the past and story in the present and like uh, building uh, even a sequence between uh, each uh, each of the instances of the series, uh, so like there's always uh, something connecting them together. And yeah, it's pretty enjoyable. It's uh, like they're building, they built uh, quite a good uh, world around the entire series that can can be uh, fun to explore and like uh, satisfying to like, like study and like uh, mm. trying to remember everything. And, like, yeah, to uncover know, basically. Yeah. Get into it. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, any other interests or games you're playing? I don't know. I like to code. That's why I went into uh, into software development. Uh, some sometime I I do play a bit also into like play with uh, software development and game development in my own time. Uh, and uh, I definitely don't dedicate enough time to like actually start building a game because like my uh, my focus like like my ability to focus on something is is definitely not great i'm a procrastinator and like i always procrastinate uh, even my own my own stuff in my own projects uh but yeah most of the time i just spend time like watching videos and like uh watching youtube you know mm-hmm. a lot of youtubers that i follow yeah. Also, I watch I watch anime, manga. Sometimes I read manhwa rather than manga. Uh, I do watch quite a bit of anime. Uh, um, yeah, that's about it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, I can definitely relate to your uh, like procrastination thing because I still have a um, a video in my timeline in uh, Adobe Premiere that I have done, I have finished like editing most of it basically. I just need to add the subtitles, which is just like, you know, a bunch of labor. It's like very numb work that you have to do. It's very um, annoying and boring to do, but you know, you kind of have to have it in the video now because it's become a standard. And yeah, that's also kind of a thing that I'm like procrastinating on for quite a while now. So you have even footage from... I don't know, like more than six months ago that is in the video. Um, 
but eventually it will get released when I have the time to to actually work on that. But you know, I have the podcast, other things. But yeah, I can definitely say that procrastination is uh, also, I guess, something that I do. But I usually not replace it with like watching videos. I guess I'm replacing it with other productive or useful things that I then need to have more priority on, basically. Like like the podcast, in this case. Oh, I think I know what you mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's this entire procrastinator. I tend to do yeah. something not productive, but people like tend to like even uh, try to do something that they consider easier, but still consider productive and put it uh, in priority, even though you have something behind that like you wanted to, to complete uh, from ages ago. Mm-hmm. Well, you actually said that, um, so coding is also one of your programming. It's like one of your interests as well. Like, so you would say like a hobby and that's probably how it started. I would assume, uh, is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I started coding when I was actually only 11. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did my, my first, uh, website, uh, when I was 11, uh, my, uh, my mother, uh, she was, was an artist at the time. Uh, she, uh, she painted and, uh, I took the opportunity to like, uh, do a website in which, uh, uh, put her, uh, doing, uh, in which you could see all the, all the picture of the paintings and so on. I mean, obviously HTML. Early coding, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that's how I started. Uh, I was uh, before that. I was already uh, playing around with uh, uh, command line uh, and uh, bash, you know, like those kind of things that uh, everyone started with, probably uh, in that sector. Like uh, you know, at, at the time uh, uh, there was that uh, that. Uh, command line thing, for example, to like, uh, see the entire Star Trek movie in the command line. And, uh, if anyone else remember that, but I do remember yeah. at, at the time, like the, in, uh, what was it like 2007, something like that, you could like, uh, uh, write a command line that, uh, connects to, to, to a website. And uh, it runs that script uh, from uh, from the website, and then uh, in the command line, you have uh, this entire reproduction of like uh, Star Wars. Mm. So yeah, like playing also with that, and like I don't know, getting passionate about uh, those kind of things uh, gradually, and then uh, yeah, started by by uh, by doing HTML, uh, then uh, moved up to. Uh, to Java, JavaScript, uh, and then C sharp now, uh, wait, going to, to university in, uh, in the UK. And now I'm just working as a software developer. Mm-hmm. Well, so that's a good case for my, um, my question that I have. So this is not part of the introduction, but one of the questions I actually have in the, in the list is, would you say, or would you recommend to people? to turn their hobby into their career? Or would you rather have people, you know, pick something else? Well, in your case, you might be biased, but what would you say, generally speaking to people 
that are like trying to find out, okay, what do I want to do as a career, for example? Would you recommend uh, using your hobby and putting it into a career or something else? And same question for you, uh, Tortina. It really depends for me because you have to really commit to what you're doing. Um, when you're doing for a hobby, you do when you have like your free time. And when you're doing like for a job, you have like to like to put more effort into it. And sometimes it came like it became an obligation. And sometimes it's not that enjoyable. Like sometimes you just have to do it because like it's there, you know. And like I I know a lot of people that uh used to like play games just for fun and they became pro players and it, it I don't know they just lost like the passion for the game because like they had to play every day to be good at it and the fun wasn't there anymore so uh I mean, if it's something like you want, like you see your purpose on it and you want to like make money out of it, I mean, yeah, why not? But like if it's something like people like make you do it or I don't know, like something that is just there, you know, and you, you make yourself do it because like society make you do it. I don't know. You're good at it, but like. It isn't really there for you, you know. Just make it your hobby. Make it fun. Yeah, so you're actually saying that you people shouldn't put their hobby into their career because then, well, yeah. Because that's, that's kind of my argument. is like, if you do this, you lose your hobby or you lose your interest or your passion that you had once before you turn it into a career. And now it's like, well, you have to find something else to fill in that gap, to fill in your free time, for example. Um, at least that is my experience. Um, not sure what, what is your take on this, uh, Nama? I mean, my perspective is uh, different, uh, as you might have guessed. Mm -hmm. uh, but really it depends on, on your character, on the character, the person. Like, uh, for me, I don't find it... Uh, uh, bothersome like being uh dedicated to like uh soft development uh as my work uh, uh even though that was like my hobby uh because like i do i do find uh the job entertaining at that time i i, I still find it entertaining after like uh, five years as a software developer like obviously i'm not coding something like uh that i designed uh, something that uh uh is my own uh uh creation but it's still like uh challenging uh and entertaining to do like it's i find uh i find enjoyment uh, in like uh uh solving uh, the issues uh, so and creating uh the microservices that goes uh with uh, c sharp development i 
I mainly do uh, uh, Azure DevOps, so microservices uh, are the main thing. And like uh, every time I do something, it's like it's uh, it's a challenge. It's something that uh, I can uh, create and 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 enjoy while creating that. It's it's like uh, it's still something that is fulfilling to me. Uh, so yeah, obviously it's not an hobby anymore. Obviously, it's something uh, that pays the bills. So I definitely lost that hobby. But considering that uh, it wasn't my only hobby from the first, uh, like starting from, from always, uh, it was never my only hobby. Uh, I, yeah, like upgraded that hobby into a job, uh, but I still have my hobby as, as, uh, as a gamer. I still play games in my free time. Uh, so yeah, I can still do that. Uh, I can still watch anime in my free time. So, yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, I don't feel the, the urge of like, uh, after work, uh, continuing coding, uh, and like, I don't know, working on, uh, on a personal project or a game or whatever. Cause like, you know, when I leave work, uh, I feel like doing something else. So yeah, there's definitely that. If you do, if you want to focus on something as a personal project, uh, then yeah, it's easier to focus on that. Uh, if you, if it's not your job, then uh, you can do something else during the work, uh, during uh, work time, and then go back, go back to work, to go back to home, and then uh, when you're home, you can focus on your uh, your personal project. Uh, and yeah, that could work. Yeah. But also, it depends again on your character. Because like uh, some people are workaholic, uh, they can actually do that. I personally wouldn't be able to do that, even though my work was some was something else. Because like uh, the uh, even a different work would still be brain intensive. Like. Uh, fatiguing and so on so when uh, when you're home you don't really want to do something that uh, is also fatiguing you also you also want to relax and like coding is fatiguing be fair it is fatiguing i enjoy it but it is because it's uh, it's a brain job so yeah it is tiring so even if i were to like uh do a, a different kind of job, I probably would, would still not uh, spend a lot of time coding. Uh, so yeah, I think it's better for me uh, to just uh, do it as a job. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so basically what you're saying is that because of the fact that it's like a mental straining activity, coding in this case, um if you come home you don't want to do another mental straining activity so you could do something physical like you could do i don't know like work out or something because it's a completely different but doing something else that requires a lot of mental energy or like brain energy yeah you would probably not be that inclined to do that right after work if you've already done that for like eight hours so yeah i could definitely i could definitely see that um and yeah it does really depend on if you also have other hobbies. So if you only have this one hobby, or maybe like two, um, turning it your hobby then into a career might be a bit of an issue. But yeah, if you have multiple hobbies, you could sacrifice one and turn it into a career if you enjoy doing that. 
Um, but yeah, that it like I said, it kind of depends on the hobby that you have, the personality you have. Because I do know some people uh, that I also still have to get on the podcast. Someone like Akko, who will be a- also working on his own coding at home after work after he's worked for so many hours so yeah that's not something that I, I would be able to do either um but what i did is because i had this decision when i went to college because i was debating between two different uh degrees so one was uh, communication multimedia design um which is just for like designing things designing pages or uh websites for people logos and uh, all these kind of things more like a design creative job or uh, business IT. So business uh, information technology, which is more like advising, consultancy, like making uh, optimizing business processes, seeing how you can solve that using IT. Um, so something that is not something you can really do as a hobby, I think. Maybe advising people can be a hobby. I'm not sure. Um but one was like a creative thing, which I still do in my free time. So like the creative uh, endeavors, I do digital art, uh, customization, these kind of things. And then like business IT is like something completely different, not really my hobby at all, but it's related to something that I like. So like IT and technology. So it's just enough affiliation to feel um, enjoyable, to make it enjoyable but it's not something that you can really do in your free time. So it doesn't really sacrifice anything in my regard um, because it's not a hobby. So I turned in something that was not a hobby into a career. So something out of nothing basically. And all my previous hobbies are still intact and sometimes even get used by my career. For example, if my boss asks like, oh yeah, we have this new department, we need a logo for it or whatever, like, can you make this? It's like, yes, I can do this because I do it in my free time. So I have the experience for it. I don't do it professionally, but I can use this also for my profession. Um, and I'm glad I took the decision because now I still have digital art and these kind of things as a, um, a thing to do in my free time. Although I don't have too much time for it, but regardless, it's still there to pick up. Um, anything you guys have like that's a similar experience to this? Yeah, I think it's like, mm. uh, or oh, like it's really. I mean, for for us, it's like something. It's a matter of choice. Like, of course, like our like like our dream job is like to be good, like in things we like and like do things like that fulfill us mm-hmm. it is like that's what like we want it to be right it's like like some people doesn't have like this luxury you know like they have to work where they like they have you know uh, but like I try to like point my career to like something that I'm good at and something that like something that kind of is like used to be my hobby at like let's say and because i was uh, graduated in business but i never did programming but i realized after i graduated that i needed like to have some technical skills in programming 
So I started like serving on my own, like as a hobby. And now I have like, I have to make like, this hobby like as my job, you know? Mm. Is it really your hobby in that case though? Because you are, you studied it in your free time. Yeah, to yeah, eventually true, be true. used for your career. So that's just training, I guess. And maybe you enjoy the training, but that doesn't make it a hobby. Because the end goal is, you know, still career. Yeah, that that could be it. Like the end goal was my career in the end. I guess all of us is trying to like trying to make it at that. Sometimes it's an accident, sometimes it's not. What about you, Nama? In my case instead I came out that uh I said, it's more of a personal thing. Uh, it depends how you feel about it. Because like, uh, in my case, the reason why I, f- I find my job uh, enjoyable is because uh, I'm coding. If I was like uh, going to work and like, uh, I don't know, do the manager job or like uh, dealing with people and like uh, managing, uh, managing people and... I don't know, messaging, uh, sending emails, and whatever else. I would hate it. Fucking hate it. So, yeah, like, the reason why I finally started uh, my job in Java is the fact I'm actually coding. I'm doing something uh, that, I'm, that uh, I find enjoyable. Uh, so, yeah, I, it is somewhat different when you're talking about coding because like it's very broad like uh, i i find coding in general enjoyable but like uh, even uh, outside a job i wouldn't uh, like develop microservices as an hobby i wouldn't develop microservices mm-hmm. it's uh, it's what the job asks so i do and uh, if I want to do something as an hobby, I probably do some uh, gaming development. So, like the fact that the fact itself that uh, coding uh, is such a broad thing, uh, it can it can fit uh, the role of both the work and the job, uh, the the role the the job and the hobby at the same time. So, if I had the the mental uh, capacity and focus to like. Uh, do like Akko as Cope mentioned and go back to, to go back home and like keep, keep, uh, keep coding. I could definitely still do it as a hobby. I could definitely, uh, code, uh, for work, then go back and code for, uh, for an hobby. It's like, as I said, like, uh, add your, uh, microservice at work, then go, go back to, uh, go back home and like, do do game development that would totally uh, work huh? it's uh, it's a different type of coding huh? so like from the point of view like uh, what you're doing huh? it's uh, it's still separate uh, but you're still like doing something at work that is still enjoyable and like uh, something that uh, you find satisfaction from well, basically what you're saying is that it's a skill set that you have that you can use for multiple things. So let's say if you're like a carpenter or someone, you know, that does like DIY stuff around the house, your job might be, I don't know, like just 
laying floors and like making sure that that's straight and like putting in um, uh, like laminate, like hardwood flooring. That might be your job, but your skill set is broad enough to also do stuff like, I don't know, like painting your walls at the house or like making sure that everything is uh, straight. Yeah. So yeah, that's like, something uh, that you could do I can uh, in your free time. Well, probably not as a hobby, but that's a skill set, a broad skill set you could use for multiple things. Um, and your career only does a small subset or like as a specific goal for it, which it can be used for multiple different things, which you then could use as a, like a hobby, basically. Yeah, like uh, to to take your example, like uh, if uh, if I was someone that uh, has the skill set to work with wood, uh, I could work as a carpenter laying uh, laying wood flooring. But then when I go home, I could actually like uh, I know sculpt wood or like uh, build furniture for myself and like do those kind of do yourself thing uh, with mm-hmm. wood. And yeah, probably I would find uh, enjoyable to like build furniture, even though it's not what I do at work. But like uh, when I uh, when I go to work and like do that kind of work, that kind of thing, uh, I can still find it enjoyable because it's uh, related. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that should be like the takeaway from the conversation is like it's probably best to. If, if you have like a, a hobby or something, or hopefully that's, or just have a interest in an area that is very broad, you could use that to your advantage where you have, you know, a, a part of it be a hobby and then part of it you can professionalize and make it into a, a career. Um, that way you still have a related sense of, an interest, you know, some interest you have for the work that you're doing during your career, during your profession, and you still have an interest when you're doing these kind of things as a hobby in your free time. Um, so it's probably best to just invest time into that. So like a very, a diverse skill set that could be used for multiple um, uh, goals, basically. Would you guys agree? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's uh, that pretty much summarized what you were saying. Okay. Tatini, you want to say anything about that? Uh, I think that works because, like, coding, it's a broad, like, that's, yeah, that's skill. What that's what we said. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. So, yeah, exactly. I suggest. Yes. So, yeah. But I wouldn't say that works, like, for any skill. But definitely, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, of course, it's, it's going to be depending on your situation, depending on your interest. But yeah, that it would depends. Be a good, it depends really on on, uh, on your set of skills, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I I completely agree. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, so that's a good uh, good lesson to have, I guess. Um, but now going back to uh, you specifically, Nama, um, could you actually give? a explanation of your name so it's nama kengo how did you come up with that yeah yeah i saw this coming so yeah my my tag is nama kengo uh and uh it's actually something that came out as an as an inside joke uh, uh between me and my girlfriend so me and my girlfriend like sometime to do like uh 
weird fucking tang- tangent uh, in like uh, imaginary uh, uh, imaginary topics and like uh, in a weird fucking one which we are going uh, uh, we decided that was uh, some sort of uh, superhero uh, in uh, like fighting against evil in the secret and uh, and I and we decided that uh, my name as uh, as the superhero was uh, Brady Cottero uh bradipo is sloth uh and uh the park coptero was uh was from fenicottero uh in italian that is flamingo uh, and uh and in italian we have this thing where you where you can like uh meet two words and make them make them into one so brady cottero is brady or bradipo cottero of, of fenicottero and then later on, uh, after we decided I was Brady Cotter, uh, we were like talking about, uh, um, talking about, uh, uh, her, uh, her social account in which, uh, she was using the tag Maku, uh, for, uh, for manga drawing. And, uh, we are thinking like she could, uh, she could, uh, uh complete the name, uh, adding, uh, a name and surname. So we're thinking of like uh, um, Japanese English words uh, uh, that we could uh, we could use uh, for uh, for that. And while I was doing that, uh, we we uh, had the weird deal like translating uh, my name uh, from Bradicottery into Japanese English. Uh, so it came out basically uh brady lot in uh japanese uh, is uh namakimono and then you have flamingo uh that uh, in japanese uh, is uh furamingo so i took uh namake of namakimono and uh mingo of uh like ingo sorry it's it's food 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 ingo like ingo uh of uh of flamingo and uh meet them together so that's how it came out namake ingo and then from now from that after that it became uh my username for everything like you know it's pretty unique and uh, it's hard to pronounce for most people, but still, I still find it uh, unique and uh, uh, a good name, I think. So, well, for a lot of people, uh, for I think for most people in our group, we just call you Nama because Nama Kingo is like it's it's a bit too yeah. long, it's a bit too difficult, but uh, you know. You you definitely have the unique part because I don't think you have any issues with it being taken if you make a new account in some online. Yeah, thing. yeah, I definitely uh, uh, never had issue uh, with uh, actually using it uh, in any platform. Never had uh, like put it in and like uh, saying uh, the name is already taken because yeah, yeah, it's pretty unique. I would say, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah. 
most people, as you said, uh, call me Nama. That's uh, that's fine. It sounds nice, even uh, even as a short uh, of the Makenga. So I definitely enjoy enjoy it, even uh, even as a short. Mm-hmm. Obviously, just Nama probably would not be unique enough to to be a, a username in any platform. No, definitely not. No, that would be. Uh, it will be. Taken. It will be Nama one two three sixty nine. Uh, fucking random numbers and letters. X, X, X. That. <laughs> yep, yep, exactly. That's one way to make it unique, I guess, or well, t- uniquer for the system, not really unique in general, because a lot of people do that when it, their shit gets taken, their name. Um. Okay, so then we go on to the next thing, and I also would like to know it about uh, between you two, which is, do you guys remember how we initially met up? And so, Nama, how did you meet uh, me, and how did you meet uh, Tortina? I mean, how how met Scope? I think it was pretty normal nothing special just uh i was joining uh, on uh, banjo uh and Coopsy at the time mm-hmm. uh i met them just in random words uh and uh yeah i joined uh, in uh the world of the rain uh my, I was the room of the rain or something like that mm-hmm. yeah room of the rain there you go and uh there was like uh Coopsy, banjo and everything else just fucking drunk as fuck and then there was cope they said was the only one not drunk so yeah, i started yeah, talking yeah. With, a drunk, with the same person <laughs> and that's about it mm-hmm. instead for tortina uh it was more uh unique uh, the way we met uh it was still uh, together with uh, with Banjo, Coopsy, uh, and I think was was also Scope. The core group. Or yeah. maybe Scope was not there at that time. I don't know. But basically, we had the they had the, the weird idea of like uh, let's go in a furry world and like uh, uh, meet furries and <laughs> joke about the fact that we are also furries. That was before you guys uh, met me because I was never part of that shit. <laughs> Because I'm not a furry. Okay, then, uh, <laughs> then yeah, you definitely were not there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, it, it oh, was uh, it was me, banjo. Wow. <laughs> it was me, banjo, Coopsy, uh, Fango. Uh, Fango, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Meg was Fango at the time. <laughs> um, and yeah, the, we. Uh, we just we had a very, that weird year, like uh, going to a furry world and faking being furries, and uh, in that fu- in a in a furry world in which we went, uh, there was uh, a furry. It was just uh, <laughs> a furry, yeah. She's a furry. What is and, surprise? Uh, she was uh, she was wearing uh, an Animal Crossing. She was wearing an Animal Crossing avatar. The uh, how, how is it called? Uh, the yellow Isabel. dog, uh, Isabel. There you go. It was saying that, um, yeah, I don't know. At the first, we just started talking uh, random, then later on, uh, uh she, sp- she uh, started being part of the group, uh, so uh, started talking more and more, and now her friend, 
There you go. And that's how the furries integrated in our group. That's how it started, everyone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it all went downhill yeah, after I, that. I was inviting them to my island on Animal Crossing. <laughs> no, no, you, you even converted people to be furries. You converted Vali into a furry. <laughs> that wasn't my fault. He was a very furry. He just like... Yeah, I know. Uh, identify himself <laughs> as a furry now. Well, I made Valon into a... Um, just a degenerate, I guess. <laughs> and then he became even more degenerate. I was going to tell this story. Becoming a furry. <laughs> I was going to tell the story of how I met Nama. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can tell your perspective. It was a really, it was a really rainy day in the land of the, of the Englishmen's. You know. Oh, I thought you were going to say it was a rain. Yes, it was nine time, about eleven o'clock, and <laughs> and then I message an unknown man. That I never saw in my life. <laughs> Only on VR chat. Hello, man. I am in the Manchester. <laughs> in the Manchester. Uh, subway? Was it su- a subway? No. Oh. There's no subway in Manchester. No, there's no subway. Probably the train station. Uh, the train station. Okay, can we meet? I needed a, a place to stay. <laughs> oh, wait, you're, ta- you're talking about where you guys You're talking about how you guys met in real life, not, not in VR chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's talking about real yeah. life because, yeah. like, uh, I mean, I already told about confused. the virtual one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and, I, and I said, I am standing right next to a big clock. <laughs> Yeah, she she got Very she helpful. got lost in the in the train station basically. Uh, yes. I I was trying to find her in the train station and like I don't know. I know where she and was. I just I got off the train, yeah. like the train. I'm no idea where I am. I'm just no. I am in the Manchester station. That's it. Yeah, I. I was instead waiting in the most conspicuous uh, spot of the fucking train station. Like uh, in, uh, in Manchester train station, there was like uh, uh, a spot uh, with uh, a lot of benches. And in the center, you have uh, uh, a piano mm. in which people can I, play I piano. I did not see freely. that piano. And like, that's fucking very conspicuous. Like, there's, uh, there's nothing around, then you have these benches is uh, all around the piano and there was even people there playing so when uh, when i was trying to figure out where uh, where tortina was i told her like uh, you know just look for a piano there's people playing just, i'm here i'm there listen to the mediocre piano playing in the background you know and follow that sound go there basically <laughs> no no no, no. I, I did not find the piano nama had to find me <laughs> yeah, it's so a song himself. Oh yeah, he could play like a really bad song that I would I would look to for, for the <laughs> Sinfonia that Nama was playing. I cannot play piano. 
that I would have I cannot known. play anything else really. You can play the keyboard, the actual keyboard, the computer one. <laughs> That's you can play. <laughs> yes. Yes, I can code. I yeah. can code music. Maybe. Exactly. Well, I actually had a... Um, because what you're describing is the similar experience I had at... Um, was it, I think it was like in Amsterdam. Yeah, it was in Amsterdam where um, Kitty, the girlfriend of Koopsy, went there to Amsterdam herself, by herself, and then we try to pick her up. And she was calling with Koopsy. And she's like, yeah, I don't know where I'm at. I was like, I'm at the train station. It's like, which train station? Like in Amsterdam, there's like multiple stops, you know, around Amsterdam itself. So you have like two, three train stations. It's like, which one are you at? It's like, oh, this one. Okay, that's the one we are at. Okay, good. Um, now, where are you within the train station? It's like, I don't know. I just got off the train, off the platform. It's like, okay, do you have anything you see around you? It's like, yeah, a bunch of stores. It's like, what kind of stores are you seeing? Where, where, which store? Can you read the signs? And it's like, they, they couldn't fucking figure out for the life of me where they were or where she was. So I told them, it's like, just look for a sign of a store. I will look it up in Google Maps and we'll just walk there and just tell her to stay put and then we go there. And eventually it was like a pharmacy or whatever. It's like, yeah, I'm at this pharmacy. It's like, okay, we looked it up, looked it up. Okay, it's here. Let's go there, tell her to not move, and then we'll go find her. And then eventually we fucking found her after like 20 minutes or Koopsie like trying to get her location or trying to get her to navigate to where we were. Instead, I was like, no, we just ne we navigate to her, we can find her, and then we just walk back. Um, so yeah, females and trying to get other people to know where the fuck they are in like a train station is apparently very difficult to do. Uh, I've, I've seen I, that I don't think it's about being female. You know, it's just you being know. about uh, no, no, no. in an, it's just about being about uh, in a unknown country for the first time, you know, like it's completely different, you know? I mean, That's even, true. even for me, the first time that uh, I went to the UK, it was pretty fucking confusing. So yeah, I can understand. Yeah, but you would at least, you, you know, know what get like we, a landmark. We expect, we expect mm. you to be at the front door of our train waiting for us. Yeah, like some kind of romantic movie where everyone knows exactly yeah, which train you know, to get out of. Yeah, you know, that's what me and Kitty were <laughs> expecting. Right. Well, that doesn't always happen. I need that for my girlfriend, but not for you. Thank yeah. you, Nama, for the consideration. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not my girlfriend. There you Throwing go. Throwing Tertina no, 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 under no, no. the I bus mean, from know, the train. I know, I know, <laughs> I mean, uh, it, I know, it was, I was also just, easier was for not. my girlfriend because it was at the airport, you know? At the airport, there's only one exit. At true. the train station, there's fucking multiple. Yeah, true. That doesn't make any more, uh, more easy on us. Um, okay, well, I think that's good for uh, the topic that we discussed, so how we met each other, how you guys even met in real life. Um, I mean, I've not... She didn't... What? what she, she didn't say that how she met you. Uh, well, she has in the other podcasts, so we're not going to go over that. Oh, true. <laughs> uh, I have not met you guys in real life yet, so I cannot 
you know, tell that story. Not yet. But it's it's going to happen. I can predict the future. <laughs> Is that the f- You're like, oh, I'm going to tell something about the future. It's like, yeah, that that might and that might happen. Yeah. Well, we have something planned. So <laughs> yeah. who knows? Maybe we have an uh, extravaganza episode. Uh, I have to bring my microphone again to record something. Actually, I should do that. I should do that. We'll see. Oh, I am going to bring my microphone in. Okay. <clears throat> Good. Oh, wait. Good. Then at least we have two sources instead of just one shitty one that is just pointing towards the entire room and it picks up all the echo. So that would be very nice if you could bring your microphone as well. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, so we've discussed a bunch of the general topics for introduction, uh, but one that we are, well, there's actually two we were missing. Uh, one is which, the special thing that you are known for. And I think, Nama, people might just have to look at you and they might see what might be special about you. But could you maybe elaborate yourself what makes you um, special, what you are known for within like the friend group, for example? I mean... I'm known as the gay rainbow wizard, or as I prefer, the pansexual rainbow wizard. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't have my hat, but like the reason why I'm called like that is because my my avatar was originally uh, kind of like a, a witch. Uh, I modified a bit. Uh, I, I removed the hat. Uh, I'm, and did all that rainbow because you know represents uh, my uh, my queerness and uh, and uh, also you can tell that my avatar is not really female nor male nor anything because like uh, I'm non-binary I don't identify as male or female I identify as non-binary uh, but like. There's uh, there's no boobs, uh, but there's also like no dick, you know, nothing there in this avatar, and like uh, long hairs and uh, more female-looking face. So like uh, at first uh, when I started using this avatar, people are like, "Is this a female avatar or a male avatar?" I cannot tell. And. Um, I was always tell them, yeah, that's the fucking point. So the point is trying um, to make other people question their sexuality. It's like I don't know what to think about this thing. <laughs> is, is that is that the reason? Is that the goal? No, no. That the point is uh, that they shouldn't assume my gender. That's the point. Ah, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well. I guess they didn't because I, I I was there a lot of times when people would ask and no one would assume your gender. They would be like, you know, I'm not sure if this is like, a, if I should find this hot or not. So that people would just ask you, it's like, okay, <laughs> what are you? It's like, are you male, female? And I would say it was neither. Yeah. There you go. And then they would just walk away. <laughs> Usually, it's like they don't like that answer. <laughs> I don't care. I'm gonna look at some other anime titties over there right now. Uh, so goodbye. <laughs> That's usually how it would go. And now, then they stay for the rainbow, though. Yeah, and then the, or the rainbow, or like the um, well, you don't have it on in your now, but the previous outfit. 
We have like the the weird the faces. And, well, Elsa yeah. is in the hat. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I can switch to that. Uh, there's uh, my avatar, uh, uh, other avatar. There's Zentai. Yeah, uh, that's just fine. That's not really safe for uh, for YouTube, though. Mm-hmm. Yes, let's not let's <laughs> let's not do that. But yeah, that is definitely oh, something. That's why that, you're uh, not the using the hat. No, that's not the reason. Well, it's just that, uh, you know, the, the hat uh, was pretty big. Uh, so, it, you know, it covers uh, a lot of the views. Like, I got annoyed by it after a while. So I decided to remove it. That's fair. All right. Um, so another thing, and that's the last one for the introduction before we do some other random topics, if we don't go over time, is personal goals. So Nama, do you have any f- goals you look forward to? So like long-term things you're planning to do. I have heard today, because it's the first time I've heard this, that your girlfriend moved in with you. So I guess that's also something that, that is happening. Um, maybe you have some plans for that in the future. I'm not sure. But what are your personal goals for long-term? I mean, I I don't really have much of a goal. the The main thing is right now like saving money because I want to buy a house, mm-hmm. and that's like uh, quite a huge one. But like the the fucking market in the UK is like garbage. So like I don't know when it's gonna happen. Uh, fucking mortgages being at like five percent uh, interest rates. So like. I don't know. I'm trying to look for it. Uh, I'll, I'll probably still go for it because, like, I'm still renting and, like, uh, it's a huge fucking waste of money renting. Uh, so, yeah, probably I'll, that's my nearest code, uh, the house. Other than that, I don't know. Just uh, progressing my career and I don't know. We'll see what else in the future. Mm-hmm. Well, I've have had discussions with you before where, for example, you have some equipment that you're using that's like kind of outdated or like could be upgraded, but you're like, you know, it's still functionable. I, I can still use it. Like you're very, um, what's, it, what's it called? Like frugal with your money. Like you, I think you are pretty good at saving up money, I would say. Would you say that's correct? I mean, yes, even though I, not anymore. <laughs> now that I'm working more and like, uh, being able to actually have, have money, uh, more freely, uh, I'm less frugal, but yes, so, uh, uh, you probably remember when I was like having, uh, all fucking monitors and, uh, and still oh, yeah, refusing to change them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and those no, no, you're probably remembering about uh, uh, my PS3 is, issues as well. Uh, I uh, had uh, could, could be, a power yeah. supply, a power supply at the time uh, that uh, was uh, a 400 watt power supply, mm-hmm. and like when I upgraded to my my GPU at the time, it was basically. Uh, I had to to put uh, 
oh, the power limit yeah, uh, down to down to sixty percent. Because like otherwise it would uh, it would trigger the uh, current protection of my my PSU, <laughs> and like uh, I I was uh, I was frugal about like upgrading to the to the PSU at the time because like uh, for one uh, my my job situation was still uh, uh, not quite that because like I was. I did my my placement and then I was still doing the the last year of university after that uh, so like the the money flow was not there and uh, and also I I like uh, uh small cases and that poses a lot of limitations in terms of raids mm-hmm. uh my my PC is uh, is a, in a small factor small for factor uh and um I did at the time. I did pre-order the uh, 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 power supply upgrade for uh, an 850 watt uh, steel small uh, power supply. Uh, but yeah, that took fucking forever to uh, to arrive, and I had to do what I had for the for the for the time being. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, my PC was always crashing while playing VR chat because uh, hitting the the current limit and uh, my power supply shutting off uh, because of that. Yeah, and then I told you, and also with like the monitors, like why don't you just upgrade your stuff, man? It's like, do you have money? It's like, yeah. It's like you can just buy, you know, an upgrade. It's like, yeah, but it works or whatever. It's like, I don't remember the argumentation. It was very weak argumentation because I remember that I think afterwards you did upgrade or yeah, I think, I think it was also like, yeah, we were talking it was about like also, full body. Yeah. It was also regarding the full body. Yeah. Like, uh, I, uh, I was debating about, about like, uh, buying all these, uh, expensive stuff to like do full body. And, uh, I like that was like one thousand upgrade uh, in order to do that, uh, and uh, it was like uh, at the start uh, of like actually having money. Like uh, I had that uh, that four years uh, during university, in which I was saving as much as possible because, like, uh, you know, I didn't have uh, that much money to uh, to spare. And uh, average student life, you know. right after. Yeah, right after that, uh, uh, I started actually uh, being paid uh, pretty well because you know, fucking being an IT actually pays well, you know. Uh, but I was still with the mentality of, of you know, like save as much money. So I didn't really want to commit uh, uh, into spending one thousand uh, on something that was just you know, just for personal enjoyment. Uh, so like, you know. I, I debated it for quite a while before pulling the trigger. Meanwhile, uh, yeah, you're spending it's... so much hours in VR chat that it's like, bro, you might as well spend money on it because you're playing the fucking game like every day. It's like, why don't you spend money on it? Like most people would already have done that if they had the money. Your case, you had the money, but you're like still trying to find a convincing reason to spend, to splurge for it basically. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, 
you know, it, it was the mentality that I was in, in that at that time, as I said. Uh, like, uh, I just came out of the period in which I was, like, uh, focused on saving as much as possible because otherwise, you know, you didn't have the, enough money to do anything else. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and even though now I was, uh, I was actually money to having money to spare i was seeing that mentality like can i can i really spend that money mm-hmm. well it's it's kind of like a lifestyle change right because it, I, a similar thing happened to me where once you finally actually make you have a career you finally make money enough to actually buy things that you normally would have to save up like multiple months for like years you could just have one salary now it's like oh cool i can afford this it's like oh cool um so yeah you kind of have to get used to the fact that that kind of money is coming in regularly on your bank account and then uh yeah people change and people will actually splurge more money on consumer goods which may or may not be a good thing yeah consume 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 mm-hmm. feed capitalism exactly. yeah definitely, definitely now i'm not uh i'm not that frugal because like uh I mean, you you see my my desk setup is quite uh, expensive looking now. Mm-hmm. I have uh, a fucking forty eight inch OLED monitor and uh, a secret lab chair and a huge fucking desk uh, in uh, like wood. So yeah, see, it's an investment. It's an investment because uh, it's right. for work. It's yeah. an investment. Right. Yeah, but it's. <laughs> Like I said, it's like the lifestyle change. So once you finally start consuming, it's like you're never really going to stop as long as you have the money for it, of course. Not mm-hmm. on everything, though, because uh, differently from you, I'm still debating whether or not I should buy uh, the RoboVacuum. Oh, totally worth it. You, st- you, you still didn't buy it? What the fuck, man? <laughs> no. You I still didn't. manually <laughs> clean the floors in your apartment? Oh, yeah. No, I'm I mean, uh, technically, <laughs> I don't manually Do clean the apartment. Because uh, my girlfriend actually cleaned the apartment. Okay. <laughs> I, I upgraded to a, a bio vacuum. There you go. Mm, I still feel like mine is more thorough to make sure that every spot gets cleaned and mopped at the same time, you know. So highly doubt it. Do you it. have that mop one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have the expensive one. I, oh, I, I really I, want to get that one. <laughs> now, that's kind of the problem with so I, I, fun topic, robot vacuum. So if you are in the market for one, um, first check out, it's like, okay, do I have level flooring? Do I not have like a shag carpet where the, the robots get stuck? Um, do I not have like a bunch of obstacles everywhere where the robot will get stuck under or not really efficiently clean the floor um because what i for example have to do is some of the little tables or little um like foot trays or whatever i have to put it on top of something else to make the room uh, or the floor more clear so the robot vacuum can then go everywhere even for my couches which i did this recently not only for my vacuum but also for like posture reasons um, is I increased the height of my couches so now my robot vacuum can go under both of them. So no longer I have to do any manual cleaning underneath that that sort of stuff or like pull it apart uh, or set it aside. I just have the robot vacuum do it. And yes, it does have the mopping thing because I believe that if you do invest in one, invest in a good one because then 
you're going to be happy with the result. If you're going to have a mediocre result each time or yeah. you're just going to get stuck all the time, you're just going to get annoyed and you're not going to be using it. Um, so yeah, definitely. If you invest in one, invest in a good one. Um, that's my advice. I mean, one of the reasons why I still didn't pull the trigger on it is because I'm considering buying the the Roborock uh, Mats V uh, Mats V Ultra uh, S7 Mats V Ultra. Mm -hmm. That's like uh, one thousand four hundred. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Top of the line. But yeah. that says everything. So top of the line uh, cleans uh, cleans the floor with vacuum and like uh, also do mopping and then. Uh, it has the station in which uh, it cleans the mopping and cleans the water. It gets free clean water right, instead right. of you but having wait, to wait. like uh, feel the water. Mm -hmm. Why don't you guys get the UV one? It's really like not that pricey and it's super good. It's it's garbage. It's Trattini, I've seen it's all the reviews. I've seen all the reviews. Yeah, I've seen it's, the reviews. It's, it's so. like there's just this one brand like Roborock that's like basically killing the market right now like even like Roomba and shit in comparison like some of them might even be more expensive the Roomba ones it just not does um, a good enough job compared to the Roborock like that thing is like way ahead of the competition and it's not too expensive for what they're asking and they still do innovate with like the dock and everything that's like now automated which mine doesn't have because it's an older model I mean everyone called did they that have the mop one after they released it Yes. Yeah, they have mop. The mop is uh, is like ultrasonic cleaning. Yeah, it vibrates. I might get the mop one on that brand then. Differently from the everyone, when uh, you're talking about uh, the mop actually lifts uh, and goes down. So actually, oh. you can leave it attached, uh, and then uh, uh, they can go on top of the of the carpet as well, or whatever. No, well, oh, but no. I don't have carpet floor. It's, it's not supposed to go on. The, that's the whole thing. It's like you're not supposed to uh, mop the carpet because you're just going to make the carpet wet and like drag a bunch of shit across yeah, it. Exactly. So if it detects like carpet, it, it lifts it. Yeah, so it doesn't touch the carpet. That's that's the whole um, point of it. Although you could you could technically still mop the carpet. That's what mine does, and it doesn't you know it doesn't get any dirtier. It just gets more clean. But you know, have to clean it afterwards. It's, uh, that's all right. Yeah. But if you get like your carpet, yeah. like humid, it will get like fungus and then it's not good. It just gets damp. It doesn't get like wet. It's not going to fucking sprinkler your, your carpet in your room. It's not, it's not, it doesn't have that much water. And as long as you're just using okay. you, you underestimate, water. Uh, you underestimate the content of garbage inside of, uh, of a carpet in the UK, especially if you're renting. Well, yeah, if you have... Um, Even some water. I don't, I don't, like in Brazil, we don't have carpet floors. It's too hot for that. Yeah, you're lucky. You're lucky. You're fucking UK, everything is carpet. Everything is fucking carpet. <laughs> it's, uh, it's basically impossible to find, uh, to find an apartment in it's which you don't have carpet. It's super disgusting. It is, yeah. Yeah, I know. I, I fucking agree. I, I find it uh, totally... Uh, uh, lack of uh hygienic hygiene so yeah i definitely ate carpet but like in the uk you even have uh, uh like the room with the kitchen we like uh, just the part uh, 
where you have the cooking area, there is no carpet. But then everything else surrounded uh, with carpet. You have fucking houses <laughs> like that. Uh, but like Do you, you have you, carpet you in the bathroom. You step with food uh, to the carpet. Luckily, fucking not. But <laughs> I've seen some that has. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I have seen some houses, even yeah, like in the Netherlands, that have yeah. a, a, like a carpet inside the the bathroom. You know, there's your bath, your shower, and then there's just like carpet everywhere. And it's like oh, that doesn't make any. Oh my god, sense. you do, you do not shower, and yeah. even if you shower, you get a disgusted carpet. Yes, yes, it exists. It's it's disgusting. Yeah, I don't get why people is. do that. Well, it's mostly yeah, old that houses. is fucking disgusting. I agree. Yeah, that my my house. Uh, luckily, it's almost everything uh, uh, wood uh, wood flooring. Uh, I have the wood flooring in the living room uh, uh, and uh, all the old way. Then uh, there's there's the uh, the tiling in the kitchen and uh, and uh, and the bathroom, and I have the carpet all in the bedroom. I couldn't avoid uh, the carpet in the bedroom. That's the landry decision. They even, uh, they even fucking removed the entire carpet and laid down the, uh, the new carpet recently. Because like there was an infiltration of water, so they had to do it. But the, the, the guy that came, uh, that came over uh, to get the quote on the, on the flooring, like said, uh, uh, why, why are you actually installing a carpet here because like uh, this room is is weird it's a it's a shape for which uh, you're actually gonna waste a lot of carpet so it's gonna be more expensive to do carpet because like it's an l shape so basically to do the carpeting that l shape there to do the the wider fucking part of the bed of the bed i'll roll the entire part and cut away whatever they're not uh, laying down so they actually make you pay, obviously, also that part to get away. Uh, so they like they like tried uh, to to give the landlord uh, like uh, uh, the quote uh, to actually do the wood flooring as well, but then mm-hmm. they actually laid the carpet on the less. No oh, man. Even the though people, they said uh, they said it was gonna be cheaper to be to be, to do the wood flooring. And more hygienic and easier to keep clean and keep clean. And yeah. The only thing is that once you get out of bed, yeah, but it's, it's a bit cold. Oh, oh it's no. warm. Yeah, it's yeah. warm. It feels warm you on the feet you when you stand out like, of bed. Put like mm. a little carpet that you can wash on. Yeah, exactly. Like the machine. A rug. It's a rug. Yes. Yeah, exactly. A rug. Mm-hmm. You know, you're talking to... <laughs> Maybe they haven't invented rugs yet in the UK, Nama. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe that's why it's everywhere. They don't know they this technology it's exists. Into they, the floor. They, they do sell rugs on the supermarket. They sell rugs on fucking Lidl as well. <laughs> everywhere. Well, you can go, find rugs go, everywhere. You should go to your landlord and like gift them a rug. It's like, you know what? You could have just <laughs> saved money and used this instead because fuck you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, that doesn't make any goddamn sense. 
Uh, yeah, anyway. when, when I'm actually going to be buying a house, it's going to be a nightmare finding uh, a house that does not have uh, carpet in it. Or uh, after buying, I need to, to replace a fucking flooring uh, to remove the carpet. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of buying things, um, I do actually have a topic which is... Well, I have a funny story about this, but I'm not sure if you guys have something to tell for it. So, did you guys have any interesting or funny or weird interactions when you bought something like secondhand or maybe like off a store? Like any thought that comes to mind like oh when i was buying this thing from this one guy it was like a shady deal like an alleyway he had like a long coat i don't know it's very typical uh do you guys have any stories like that so any weird purchasing stories from some secondhand guy or maybe even a store the only thing i ever bought uh secondhand was like uh a broken ass bike when I was still going to uni, I needed something, I needed a bike. And like, uh, I bought a bike uh, that was sold on eBay for uh, 15 uh, pounds. Nice. And uh, yeah. I wrote to them like, uh, I'll, I'll buy for five. And they say, I'll say for 10. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I, I went all the way to collect it. Uh, it was like... Uh, I don't know, 20 kilometers away. So I, I went there with a train with mm-hmm. the intention of coming back with the bike instead of uh, by train. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was quite difficult to come back because uh, it was entirely flat. All, all, the, all the wheels were completely flat. So I had to instead uh, go straight to, uh, to a bike shop. Uh, to change uh, all the all the wheel wheel tires, and then after that, I was actually able to uh, to go to uh, go back home with the bike. But yeah, I don't know. It wasn't uh, it wasn't that weird of a of an interaction. Just uh, went to this that that home in uh, in the middle of nowhere, and like uh, they went. They went uh, in the backyard. Uh, they took this bike, uh, gave it to me, uh, or nothing. But I didn't, didn't that. Didn't you see that the, you know, the tires are completely flat? I was paying ten fucking bucks. Yeah, but they could inflate the, the tires. You could inflate the air is free, Nama. You know, you could get it for free. You just you, know, you need a pump. I mean, you can just stop at a gas station and and then ask. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what I did. I, yeah. I, I went to the, to a to a local uh, bike shop. They didn't fucking charge me for for pumping the tire. No, mm-hmm. the the only issue is that one of the tire was actually uh, like broken so that's why to replace but like but the other one was that just uh without air so i pumped it and that was good yeah okay fair enough fair enough but for me actually so i do have a good story where um i don't think i've told anyone this actually um so this was for buying little small tables to put underneath my speakers to like raise them up a bit so like big um, floor standing speakers but even floor standing speakers can be a bit too short so my tv or my monitor is up high 
then I'm playing my, my media on. So I wanted to raise my speakers. So I was looking for two identical tables that could hold, uh, you know, very heavy speakers. So something with like solid wood and something that like could fit the rest of the interior. So I looked up online on like, you know, the, the Dutch equivalent of like an eBay and I found these two tables and it was like, I think like 50 euros or something, maybe even a bit more expensive. Um, but like all the way up north in Netherlands. I'm like, oh, okay, we'll have to drive there. Maybe we should take my dad so we can have a little, little trip, like a little road trip while we pick up these tables and pay for them. Um, so we went there to their house. It's like a nice house, uh, like a garden and everything it's because it's up north and everything's cheaper. Um, so we go there. There's this uh, couple there and we could barely understand them because, well, It's not too bad. They had like an accent because, you know, again, up north, people have an accent. It's kind of weird. We're from down south and they have the little tables already ready in the hallway. So they're like, yeah, oh, we already expected you. This is the tables you were coming for. They're right here. As you can see, they have like a little drawer. So they open like the drawer and uh, it's also like very stable. And then she like pushes on it like slightly. Wait, no, no, no. She doesn't push on it. She's like, oh, it's actually very stable. You can feel it yourself. And then she picks up the table. And then the second the table moves up, the, the feet of the table just like, like fold folds, folds over and it falls flat. It falls over. And like, yeah, that looks very stable. <laughs> you just fall. You just picked stuff and it fucking fell over. And then she's like, uh, oh, oh, no, it's not supposed to happen like that. Um, um, uh, honey, uh, could you help here? Uh, the table fell over. I'm like, oh, my fucking God. <laughs> so I was there with my dad. Like, we were both just, like, making fun of it because, like, uh, whatever. It's like, we don't really care. It's like, we're coming in for the tables. If it, like, falls over, like, it needs to be glued on. We can, we can do that. It's fine. Uh, but then the husband came and was like, oh, yeah, what happened? It's like, yeah, honey, look, I just picked it up and it just fell over. It wasn't me. It was already standing there. I don't know what happened. It's like, it's apologizing already. And like, um, <laughs> well, you know, we can uh, take a bit off the price, you know. It's it's fine. We can just glue it on. And then, uh, yeah, we just talked with the owner a bit. And it was so fine. And then we finally got the tables. And it's like completely split down the middle. Like of like solid wooden Uh, like a solid wooden uh, leg. It's like an X-shaped leg, basically, at the, at the bottom. And basically what I did, I just went to the DIY store. I got, like, the glue that basically says, like, stronger than real wood bond or whatever, like, stronger than wood, stronger than everything else. I was like, okay, that sounds good, you know, sounds pretty strong. So I put glue on it. I, I uh, put a glue clamp on it and just let it rest overnight. And eventually I'm like, okay, This seems to be working correctly. So I just like sat on it um, with my full weight. I tried to like shift around a bit to make sure like it doesn't fall over. And yes, it was completely fixed. The only thing is like you see all, um, uh, was it like some kind of chamfering on the part where it broke off. But, you know, I, I, I kind of filled that in with some black stuff and now you don't really see it. So I got two solid wood tables for pretty cheap. The only thing is that, you know, that the lady didn't really take into account that the leg would literally just fall off and just trying to prove that it was strong. So, yeah, that was kind of a a funny story of that. I probably do have some other stories of picking up secondhand stuff, but that's the, the most uh, well, a recent one that I remember. Um, 
So yeah, does that maybe so in case of not secondhand stuff, do you guys have something like negotiating a deal with a salesman or something or something interesting that happened or they fucked up your order? The only somewhat funny thing that I can tell about consumerism is uh, like uh, my desk. I actually did not pay for it. It's a, uh, it's a $200 desk, uh, 200 pounds desk. So it's not like that cheap. Actually, it was 300 or something like that. And uh, I, I bought it from Amazon UK and like uh, I order it. And uh, I don't know if you, if you have an order from Amazon, like they give you uh, a date in which. Uh, it gets delivered most of the time, especially for big items. Uh, they schedule uh, even the exact uh, time schedule. Uh-huh. And uh, I ordered it. Uh, it was getting delivered uh, on a Friday. And uh, on that day, I, I was not going to be able to, to collect it. And they didn't give me an option to just uh, like reschedule for some reason. So, so I just decided, okay, I'll just cancel this order. And tomorrow morning, I'll place a new one, so it can be on Saturday. So I did that. I canceled the other order uh, and placed a new order on Saturday. Uh, but then, for some fucking reason, when uh, I received the actual order on Saturday, then I received an email also later on saying that uh, both orders were refunded. Oh, nice. Because probably, I don't know, they, they, they received back the other item and, and thought, okay, that's, that's the, the item uh, that we sent. It was returning, so let's delete the, the order and refund everything. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. I got everything free. <laughs> a, a weird error from Amazon that uh, got, me, got me free 300. So, not complaining. And you didn't tell them about it, Nama. You weren't a good boy. It's like of you know, you fucked not. up. Okay. Why? Why <laughs> should I tell fucking Jeff Bezos that has fucking billions? Because he has to buy new about, yachts. Uh, Think about the yachts, Nama. <laughs> he has to have them. You know. Actually, this is a funny story. Did you? Oh, I. Oh wait, Tanya, go ahead. I actually remember something now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my brother once, yeah, I asked, uh, my brother ordered something from Amazon, but it was from Amazon US. Yeah. Yeah. From Jeff Bezos himself. He signed it. (laughs) (laughs) It was actually, um, yeah, the toilet lid. Yeah. He ordered like the Japanese thing, you know? Oh, the one with the bidet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one that plays music, like it heats up and Wait, like. Plays uh, music. Wait, it's... hold on. Wait, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it like to mask the, the the farting sound or, or like when you're taking a yeah, shit? Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah. You're taking a shit and then then he plays music, like, <laughs> and you don't have to be ashamed of your farting sounds. Man. Japanese come over anything. Uh, but yeah, because he had some problems with his bowel movements, he, he bought it like on the Amazon US. Uh, so when they got here, it was like super heavy. Like we didn't know. 
like why so we discovered as well that we also got some extra dumbbells but it wasn't for us why it was for some someone called miranda but she <laughs> lived in the U- u.s <laughs> like they like <laughs> i don't know why they missed order like this miranda girl like they did delivered like the toilet lid but they also delivered some dumbbells but my brother called like amazon said oh you know you misordered that's miranda paying like those dumbbells and i said uh you know what you can keep it because shipping uh, logistic to get yeah to yeah. ship back this from brazil to the u.s it's gonna cost us a lot so you know what you can keep it bye oh nice so yeah we got did, some master did you actually use now. them did you put them like next to the toilet so like when you're taking a share you can also you know get some gains <laughs> we actually use them to hold the doors to, to hold the doors what do you mean Hold the door yeah, open. Yeah, because it. Yeah, you hold the door open. Oh, so like a, windy. like a door, like a very expensive and weighty door stopper. Door stopper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Fair enough. So it's not like your dogs are just gonna roll it away. I'm not sure, sure what kind of weights it is. They're not gonna try no, and like, no, push it off. Like, like push it away. It's like uh, three kilos. They can. They can get it. Mm. It's too heavy. I mean, dogs are gonna be strong. I'm gonna body slam. They're gonna can, train but... to move your door. Move your door. They're gonna and tr- then they're gonna be uh, very strong. No, no, they're not gonna do that. They're well-behaved dogs. Mm. They are really well-behaved dogs. Cobb's gonna put a picture of them now in the podcast. If you give me, if you give me a picture, I'll put it up right here, and then you can comment how cute they are. Wow! Look at them! Look at them! Wow! How cute! Amazing! Amazing! Giving dogs. Uh, giving editor scope uh, thing to do. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Hello, me. Time to put some pictures here, and if you didn't get them from Tortina, just put pictures of. Uh, I don't know. Of random dogs I'll, you find I'll on the internet. Dog. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I'm going to send you multiple pictures and I'm going to send you pictures of the cat as well. I'm going to put a picture of like a dinosaur and like some other stuff. Oh, I'm going to send <laughs> you pictures things. of them using costumes as yeah. well. And this is a dog lifting dumbbells. Can I can I ask editor editorscope instead to do like uh, a YouTube poop uh, of its, this conversation mm. from random editing crap? Mm. Okay, say something, Nama. Say Hello, something. I'm gay. <laughs> okay, I actually tried to so do. I give him a little, mm. like, just a little bit of his job. A little bit of homework, yeah, to do for later. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've actually, um, so in I think in episode 13, I think, something like that, I I started, because what I try to do when I'm editing video, right, when I'm editing the podcast, it's like, I try and optimize my flow, workflow, and maybe add some stuff as well, so some improvement, some way to improve. So what I tried for one episode, I think, or two episodes, is add like a, like a watermark, in like the corner of the screen. 
or like there. So there's also a reminder for me to put like a watermark somewhere in the corner. Um, the only problem is that because of the way that I edit, which I have everything structured in my head, I don't have anything like written down and like the, the steps I have to take to edit. Um, I keep forgetting to put the watermark there. So I did it one episode, then the episode afterwards I forgot and I was like, fuck. Well, I'm not going to re-render the entire thing with the watermark because it takes too long. I'm not going to do that. So then the episode after that, I did do it again. And afterwards, I forgot it again. Like, And then a couple episodes, like, okay, f- fuck it, man. But I do want to, um, so like what you're saying, give an edit or like put a picture here or whatever. I like doing those kind of things to maybe like improve the experience for people that are watching to see and take the podcast to a bit of a next level, you know. It's always got to improve with each episode in some kind of shape, way, or form. Uh, even though that doesn't I'll work I'll out. I'll do an animation for you. If I can move, I would do a dance. If you would have your VR be charged, then you could do the dance, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I mean, I need to be to charged. Saying no, that. you can get in VR. Although that has <laughs> happened before. In the episode with Benjo, he did actually lose power to his headset. So he had to switch over to desktop. And that was explained in the episode as well. But it's like near the end of the episode. So usually it was, normally it would be in VR, throughout most of it anyway. Um, well, I think that is those topics. I do have one more before we close off because we are going a bit uh, late and I still have to edit the shit and put in these dumb pictures. Like this picture of a... Um, insert funny thing here uh funny meme funny meme yeah i should have like a poll where people just like vote a thing i just put randomly in episode or kind of like an easter egg like an like an emojis comment what we put in minute 15 how does that work like they cannot comment it on the video and i'm gonna read actually this It's a sonorous war cry. <laughs> yeah, I could have done Bless you. What are the sneeze? Like, what minute touching a, touching a sneeze? Um, anywho, so one last topic before we wrap it up. I'm not sure how long this is going to take. Hopefully not too long, actually. Um, what is your guy's role model in your life? And I think I've... Did I talk about my role model? I'm not sure in my episode, episode five. I don't know. Um, Benama and Tortina, who are your guys' role model in life? The person that you look up to, that you think like really appreciate and, you know, are striving to be more like them. And don't say me. Don't say me. Oh, wow. I was going to say you. I fucking knew it. <laughs> no, yeah, that's that. No, no, no me. That's not a good answer. Okay. No, no, it's good. You, you, you first, Nema. He's thinking. I have no fucking clue. <laughs> I was hoping you went first. You don't have a role model, like so. Should I answer it first? I can answer it first. Um. Well, Nama's passing out. So for me, it's it's pretty simple. So my role, ro- my my role model in life is my dad. So a lot of things, a lot of interests that I have. Yeah, I know. Fuck cliche, right? Um. A lot of things and interests I have in life are partially 
are mostly because of my dad. Like my passion for cars is because of my dad. He used to give me toy cars when I was smaller. He used to uh, like help me drive before he even got like a driver's license, like sit on his lap and like, you know, do the steering wheel um, and show maybe like basic mechanic stuff. So that's the thing. Classical music is something that I inherited from him because he would only play classical music on, well, mostly all the time if he has a speaker on, even when I was like a small kid. Um, but yeah, the, one of the main things that I really looked up to for my dad is the fact that he could just in public strike a conversation with anyone, like just a random guy on the street or just waiting in line, you know, at a cashier at a, at a grocery store, he would just strike conversation with anyone. And I always fucking envied that dude. It's like, that's fucking cool. I wish I could do that. I wish I could be that talkative and that have that kind of charisma to just do that with anyone. Um, and besides, you know, it's a nice person like my dad a lot. Um, but yeah, for example, that, that charisma that he had, it's like, that's something that I would like to have. And then eventually I did a lot of talking with a lot of people. And at a certain moment I had enough charisma myself and, you know, talking abilities to do the same thing. Even though like, I didn't really intentionally did it. It's like, oh, well, I'm bored. I don't know. I'm waiting on someone or something. It's like, okay, there's a, there's a person here. You know what I could do? I could have a conversation. Amazing. So that's, that's what I did. I started a conversation uh, about some random shit, much like the, the fucking podcast is nowadays or has been basically the entire time. Um, yeah, these are the kind of things that I looked up to and now I'm actually trying to also do myself. Um, so yeah still my role model to most extent i also still have disagreements with my dad on some points uh mostly because he says that i should not be doing the things that he was doing when he was a kid like working on my car when it's like raining out or like it's snowing like i changed my old ones when it was like snowing or was like in the snow it was very cold he's like it's way too fucking cold you shouldn't be doing this like why are you telling me this? You're all, you fucking telling me stories that you did these kind of things when you were younger and now I'm doing it and you're judging me for it. That's a hypocrite. <laughs> it's like, no, I will do this regardless uh, because, well, you know, young, young teen just ignoring what his dad says and doing it anyway. In this case, he yeah, didn't have any ground to stand on. So I got, uh, I got that conversation one basically. Um, but do you guys have a role model or, you know, someone that you look up to that maybe like copied like a lot of their abilities from, uh, or stray strive to be more like them? Mine is my granddad. Because? Uh, yes. <laughs> it's a, a long story, but I think it's, ah, many reasons, but. I think when I was a child, my parents used to be really like, let's say more of an educator than, let's say, a more loving parents. Like, it, it, it was nice. Like, I wouldn't say I would, like, I'm not saying I'm complaining. Like, they wanted me to be like, a smart kid, a kid with good grades, you know. Mm -hmm. But my grandparents always like. Asian. 
Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's a culture uh, like, But my grandparents didn't care. Like that we like we got good grades, we played piano, we we knew like the whole we knew how to multiply stuff and everything. And they used to spoil us. But like I wouldn't say that's because I I was inspired by him. He was someone who, who by his age, like invented something that really changed, like how we lived. Let's say. And you make the uh, iPhone. So he. It's your grandpa uh, Steve Jobs. Is he Steve Jobs? No. <laughs> he invented a machine that could, like, that you could, like, breathe without energy. Like, you could have assisted breathing without having energy on, you know? So, That's it really helped us with, like... Yeah, it really helped us, like, with COVID, for example. Because in Brazil, like, we we don't have, like, the infrastructure to have, like, energy in every state, you know? So, uh, it was, like, it was a really popular machine, like, to take to places like where they d didn't have like really hospitals that uh, didn't have much, you know. And it was something that that for the time being was really innovative and saved a lot of lives. Yeah, I would say. And I do you have like a name for it, or is it going to dox you? People know what kind of machine it is. I, I don't have any technical name, no. But it's like just our our my last name, which is Takaok. That's what it's called after, the machine? One of your last names? Yeah, it's K Takaok, yeah. Like the machine is just like that. It just like has the name on it. It, it probably has a motto in it. But like I, I have no idea how the technical things works. But it's probably like, um, I don't know. And like when he was dying, let's say, <laughs> it was kind of sad. Uh, it was quite funny because he died from like insufficiency on his lungs. Mm. And very ironic. Yeah, very ironic, right? He looked like he was using another machine, which wasn't his. But he was always looking to change something for better. Like he was looking at the machine. I was like, oh, you know what we could do better on this machine? And I was like, oh, he was taking notes. Like he wanted like to improve like that machine. But then he died. So <laughs> couldn't do it much. And he so, always like really liked to like to get to know new stuff. So, you know, he, he had like, I don't know, 19 years and he, he knew how to like use an iPhone forever. Even though others don't like new technologies. So how does this relate to yourself as like him being a role model? Like, are you also trying to invent new things or things that change the world? No, I'm not trying to invent new things. But I think I'm always trying like to like to improve myself, like on the things that I do as to as he was, you know, like he was trying to always like help others, you know. That's how I use him as a role model. Well, that's, that's interesting. I, I would never have like the same innovative like mind as he had. 
wait, I don't know. Wait, maybe it's not too late to try. Who knows? Maybe you'll f- you'll figure out the next iPhone or something a bit more basic, I guess. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, exactly. So, um, Nama, you had some time to think. Do you have anything? <laughs> I have nothing. And also, like, I could have fucking topped that now. Even well, if I had it's, something. It's not a competition, <laughs> Nama. It's, it's not like... Nama, uh, like, your dog. <laughs> You can say like my dog because he loves me. You <laughs> like, like I that. I have a dog. You want to become a dog? I don't know. I'm I don't just know. I, I, you have cat ears. I I can I I can say that uh, my my dad is also quite uh, a model for me because like I I also inherited from him the, like uh, my curiosity and like my ability to like. Uh, do everything myself like uh same as scope said before uh i learned from him uh like doing everything that you need in the house so, like uh i built furniture before i like uh fit the i fit my bike uh like uh i even do the the kind of uh mechanical stuff uh, like replacing uh the the gears uh and uh all those kind of things that like most people will just take the bike to mechanic and let them do it uh or like uh patching up the walls uh, uh i don't know i i tend to i tend to uh, to do everything i can myself and that's something that i i learned from my uh from my dad i don't know if i would call it a role model because like you know it's on some things uh yeah i definitely learned from him like obviously he's my father mm-hmm. he always learned from your parents but on some of some well, others, not, I, not I feel always, like I do better. If you have good parents, you should be able to you know learn from them. Yeah, if you have good parents, you should always learn from them. Uh, sometimes you don't have good parents, so you don't learn from them. My mother is definitely not a good a good example. Uh, Can relate. Yeah, yeah, it's not great. Uh, so I would nef- definitely not copy her, but I I can definitely. Uh, learn a lot from my father because like uh he was always uh he, he always been someone that uh like uh dedicate uh his full uh potential everything even uh at the company and then when uh when thing goes went south the company he found right away something that uh could uh could keep us uh could still uh, uh, provide for us. Uh, he always had a plan, uh, that kind of thing. So yeah, I can definitely uh, learn from him. I can definitely, uh, I definitely strive to be that uh, that positive uh, in those kind of things. Most of other thing, I I feel like I I did surpass in some others because like I I'm more way more patient than him. Uh, he always says that too. He always said, that "I I cannot do that. You're you're definitely way more patient than me. Please do that for me, because I I would just quit." Uh, 
even now, no. And when we are, when I was home uh, working at uh, at Fitz and something with him, uh, after a while it was like, uh, I'm kind of done with it. Uh, I know you're you have more patience. Do it for me. There's that reciprocal kind of narrative, you know, like he, I, I did learn from him, but at the same time, uh, I went a step forward, say. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Definitely, definitely someone that uh, I, I admire, uh, but I don't know if I would call it even a role model. Yeah, it kind of sounds like it is. I, I believe for a lot of people, especially men, that their father would be their role model, or ideally it would be their role model. And maybe for the mothers or for the... The daughters, it would be the mother being a role model because that would be just the most, you know, straightforward thing to have. It's like your parents are your role models. You want to live like them or like they they teach you good uh, values, good skills or whatever that you would also like to have. So those cases, usually parents should be role models, but it can also be, I know, like even like a celebrity that has like everything like figured out like you could look at those and it's like oh yeah i really like to be those or like a streamer or like a youtuber or whatever uh those could also be your role model um so it doesn't really could technically even be like a, f- a fake person like a, a a fictional character could be a role model if there are ideals or something's you know that you really admire and want to also change into yourself so can be can be many things um Another remarks regarding that role models. Pikachu can be your role model, Nama. What, Pi- wait, <laughs> no. Pikachu? What? What, <laughs> what, what are you <laughs> saying? You said it could be. You could be. Pika, pika. It could be anything. <laughs> like uh, an fictional character. <laughs> pika Pika. And this is where you know I put uh, Pikachu you know on top uh, the... of their heads <laughs> in the edit. <laughs> Hey, Pika Pika Puyo could be your own model. Not not Pikachu, a Pika Pika could be your own model. And that is, that's a bird. There's a bird called, called a Pika Pika in scientific name. Mm, I don't know. I didn't know about that. It's the, the one that uh, it's known as, uh, as a bird that steals. The, you know, like, it's like... a raven uh, with... Uh, Black and black and white uh, feathers. I don't remember the name in English. It's uh, but yeah, the the, the scientific, scientific name of that is a pika pika. So you're saying that Tortina's role model is a bird that steals everything. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not. Saying I mean, it could that. be that if you like stealing, it could be that. Yeah. 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 True. <laughs> That's a terrible role model. I choose something else. <laughs> Like a capybara. Capybara. Uh, why, why would yeah. a capybara be better than a pika pika? Uh, because I, I prefer like a capybara because they eat and they swim. And a pika pika just, it's like... And you do the same thing. So okay, you eat then, uh, and then you my, swim. Then my role model is a sloth. <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, there you go. I, I, I uh, try to do nothing. There you go. See? I try to do nothing all day. Mm. I like to eat and swim. <laughs> uh, we really, like to we really got to the fucking basics of like the, the human condition or the human activities. Like I don't like to do anything. <laughs> I like to eat and swim. I mean, we got live. to the robot. 
Yeah, or lack thereof. The basically. essence of a role model. The, yeah, the very essence. The spiritual animal. I like living as a human. It's that's my role model. Any other human, it's like I like to survive. I like to survive. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. Um, also, likes to survive is uh, the person that's going to edit this, which is me, um, because we are going uh, over two hours now. So. Um, I think it's a nice time to to you know wrap it up. I think there's a nice ending for it. So before I do the closing words, I would like to ask you guys: Do you have any closing words for the audience of this episode? Starting with uh, Nama. Uh, happy Pride Month. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna say. I don't know. Okay. Fair enough. It's kind. Of, it's kind of like putting it into a certain time frame that it could only be in June each year to be played as episode. But sure, I'll let this slide for for the special occasion. True. Uh, I mean, you you did already say it was a <laughs> yeah, it true. was a pride thing. You know? So yeah, whatever. That's that's why I let it slide. Uh, Tortina. Pika pika. Okay. <laughs> No, is, no, is, no. Is that, okay, I went there. Uh, I like the. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, okay, okay, sure. Take two, Tortina. <laughs> what are your closing words for the audience? Thank you, everyone, for listening. I hope I see you guys on the next episode. Who knows? Who knows? I, I remember I said I was going to predict the future. That was it. Mm hmm. And I'm going to predict Maybe the future. Maybe I predict something that was even not going to happen. Yeah, you could be a terrible predictor of the future, which most people are and most things are because we are terrible at predicting the future in general. Um, but I can say for certain to the audience that the person that's going to be editing this is going to have a pain. That is for certain. That's going to happen in the future. So... Um, if you guys don't have any other closing words, then I'm going to wrap this up. So good uh, luck. <laughs> yeah, th- thanks. Um, so with that, I'd like to close off the podcast. I would like to, um, no, not that, not yet. I'd like to thank the audience for sticking around uh, if you made it this far. And I would love to see you guys in the next episode. Until then, peace out. Bye. Bye. You. Oi, boy. <laughs>